When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. I am so excited to partner with them once again in 2022 because they've got a lot of great stuff going on, including an entirely redesigned and renovated driving range and practice area. It's got Top Tracer. It's got, what, like 42 heated bays, individually heated, by the way. And it's even got a food truck and much, much more, such as two bars. Yeah, that's right. Go out to CogHillGolf.com today to learn a little bit more. And, of course, you already know about all their great golf courses, CogHillGolf.com. We're also pleased to continue to work with our friends at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You've heard me talk about them many times before. They've got everything you need for golf. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all the new equipment. They've got deals like every single day. And going out to WorldwideGolfShops.com might just help you improve your game this golf season. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is your friend Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Well, we have a guest on for the first time in a long time, and he is a return guest, Mr. Elliot Mello of Bridgestone Golf. He's been on the show many times in the past to talk about the new products that Bridgestone has coming out, and today is no different. Elliot and I talk a lot about the new Tour B golf balls, as well as all the golf balls that Bridgestone offers, and they're all fantastic. But this year, they've got a new piece of technology that's going to really take the ball-fitting platform that they've made famous, and they have always been the worldwide leader in golf ball fitting, uh, to that next level, and that is Otto. It is a fantastic piece of technology that Elliot goes into great detail as far as what it does for the player, how they developed it, how it's going to expand golf ball fitting throughout the sport, and so much more. So sit back and relax. Hope you enjoy this conversation with Elliot Mello from Bridgestone Golf. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy morning. <laughs> Originally, Elliot Mello is joining me today. Hi, Elliot from uh, Bridgestone Golf. Nice to see you again. Hey, man. So, uh, funny thing happened. So, uh, Elliot was originally coming on the entire time, and then Elliot, you had something pop up. Adam Rayberg was going to join us. He's at the show in Orlando, the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando. He's on the floor right now. Uh, and for those who have gone down to the show, you know that the Wi-Fi at the Orlando County Convention Center is not great. <laughs> and so. He hopped off. Elliot hopped on. I'm glad to see Elliot. And we're going to talk a lot about all the new things Bridgestone. Did I capture all of what just happened? Pretty, pretty. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I, I, I personally, I started the week in Orlando. I was there at the demo day. I was there for day one at the show. Um, something popped up. I had to come back to Atlanta. Um, was a little iffy if I was going to be on today or not. And Adam, Adam popped on temporarily and kind of gave you a preview of what our booth looked like and what the show had going on. But, uh, now I'm here and we're ready to talk unfiltered. Awesome. Let's do it. 
And so you so you were at demo day and I thought let's just kind of talk about that really quick. The elephant in the room, you know, obviously the weather wasn't great from what I've heard. All by all accounts, it was a much more spread out demo day than years past. What was your overall takeaway from this year's demo day? Yeah, so uh Orange County National, the normal location of demo day, the big uh 360 range, 400 yards across. Um, we were on T5, which is our normal T, kind of in the back left for those that are familiar. Mm. Um, definitely a little bit lighter on traffic. Um, there was some weather at play. It was misty and rainy kind of all day. Um, I would say that, um, you know, we debuted, debuted a new technology, auto, our autonomous mm. ball fitting um, part at Demo Day. And I think having auto there, uh, we had three autos out there. We had our tour trailer, uh, which is always a... Um, uh, a crowd favorite. So I think the combination of the two, I mean, by our accounts, our booth was every bit as busy as it normally would have been. Um, but definitely walking around uh, in general, I think traffic was down a little bit for a number of factors. But um, from a Bridgestone Golf point of view, um, we we didn't miss a beat. Uh, we were still rocking and rolling the way we normally could. That's good to know. And and clearly you guys are, if not the biggest name that that did go down to the PGA merchandise show this year. I mean, cause a lot of the obviously leading up to today, and that's not why we're here to talk, but a lot of the brands, you know, opted out, obviously the pandemic, mm-hmm. obviously a number of different things, you guys still being down there though. I'm glad to hear that you still got a lot of the foot traffic because it's exciting stuff. We're going to talk about all that today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when the, when the industry zigs, we zag, as we like to say, and um, you know, with the, with the PGA merch show only being, you know, five hours or so from our office of driving distance, um, you know, golf's been given a gift. Um, you know, we've got all these new golfers, all these returning golfers to the game, and golf's booming, right? And we thought um, golf's been given this gift, and um, what better way to kind of continue the momentum than to go to the PGA Merchandise Show and and celebrate the momentum with uh, PGA of America members and um, kind of figure out what the next move is and how do we continue to grow the game? How do we how do we make these new and returning golfers sticky and keep them in golf? And those are a lot of the a lot of the goals that we set out to do in Orlando, and I think we did that in on a number of fronts. That's amazing. And, you know, you've been on the show a number of times. We've talked about golf balls. We've talked about Bridgestone. And one of the the shifts in focus that Golf Unfiltered is doing now, as you know, is we're focusing more on those new golfers. There's a ton of them. They want to learn more about, hey, what golf balls should I buy? And I think that really feeds into Otto, what you had just mentioned. And the technology that you're bringing in, in terms of ball fitting, you've always been the leader in ball fitting at Bridgestone golf, but now you've just raised, you know, raised that bar a little bit higher for those who don't know and thinking of the new golfer in mind here, what is auto? Yeah. So auto is our autonomous ball fitting cart. And so what that means is um, we have a device that we can set up on a driving range um, on a first tee, whatever it might be. And it can autonomously fit a golfer for a golf ball. So if we kind of flash back to the the genesis of the origin story of auto, you know, we kind of had two paths running in parallel. And in one hand, we've been doing ball fittings for 15 years. And so what that means is we have 3 million uh, fittings and we have all the data from those fittings, the data points from 3 million golf ball fittings. And then on the other hand, we're sitting here looking at data from NGF that's saying there's, there's 25 million people that participate in entertainment golf, off, off course golf. And so entertainment golf defined as, Top golf simulators, top stroke, et cetera. Um, and about half of those folks also cross over into on-course golf. But our thinking is, as people are making that transition from entertainment golf to on-course golf, how do we service them in a way that they're familiar with? And then on the back end of that, how do we use our ball fitting data to kind of 
drive that thinking. And so one of the things we know from a traditional live fitting event is there's barriers to entry, right? There's there's the fear of swinging in front of the master fitting technician. There's fears of hitting the GC quad. There's fears of missing the net that you're getting into, et cetera. So how do we move some of those barriers to entry um, and make ball fitting more accessible? And that's really where kind of everything collided. All the all these different ideas collided and ultimately came up with auto. So what auto is, is the autonomous ball fitting part. And so what that means is um, we we rolled this out on a driving range and it, it sits on a driving range and the consumer walks up to it. There's there's no pro, there's no technician, there's no intimidation factor. And the consumer touches the screen, they answer three questions about their game and they take a series of three shots. And so combine the data and the feedback from the three questions with the the launch conditions that we're capturing, the you know, the typical swing speed, ball velocity, launch angle, spin carry, distance, et cetera. Um, so we combined all of that and we cross-referenced it with the three million fittings that we've done. And auto recommends a golf ball in the same fashion that you'd get recommended a golf ball by one of our master fitting professionals. So highly accurate from a output standpoint, but also highly interactive and highly entertaining uh, for these new golfers that maybe used have experienced golf in a certain way and weren't necessarily used to, uh, for lack of a better term, the stiffness of an on-course experience and kind of helps bridge that gap. My understanding is that you're able to do all of that with three driver swings. Is that true? That's correct. That's correct. I mean, we've, you know, we've got millions of data points as relates to amateurs hitting the golf ball. And so we, we very much know how a consumer interacts with a, uh, with the golf ball, with the driver. Um, and based on that, we're able to fit a golf ball in just three swings. And, you know, we, we fit tee to green, we fit it like you play it. Um, you know, the driver is a high heat, high friction interaction, and it reveals the most about how the golf ball is going to perform. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, if we just tested wedges, for example, there's so much deflection and so much backspin that it hides some of the other properties of the ball, not to mention you're not fully compressing it. So driver's where we start, and um, it's uh, it's highly accurate from the recommendation output that it, that it gives. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. We were we were there in Orlando. We did a couple of pilot events in advance in Orlando to make sure the unit was working, obviously. But um, we're, we're sitting there in Orlando. We had folks visit us on demo day, and then we had folks come to booth on Wednesday. And people were amazed that I recommended the same ball both times. And I kind of chuckled to myself. I said, well, you know, even if your swing's not consistent, as long as, as, long as you were you, for example, you're swinging relatively the same way, it's going to recommend relatively the same product because of all the, all the hard work that went in behind the scenes. That's good to know. And, you know, so for that newer golfer, it's coming in. They don't know what they want. They just know that they need a golf ball. And it sounds to me like technology like auto not only appeases that, that need for them, but it also educates them along the way. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, absolutely. So auto is, um, as you swing and hit your shots, it's, it's verbally audibly calling out, uh, data. So it's telling you how far you hit your shot. Um, at the conclusion of the three shots, it kind of gives you a synopsis and verbally tells you what ball to play. Um, but for golfers that want to dive deeper after each shot and at the conclusion, there's also data on screen. So if you're wanting to look at that full data set, it is available on the monitor for you to look at in, in between each swing. So it kind of gives you your choice of how deep do I want to go with this, right? Um, and I think that's the thing that's kind of cool with it is it, to a certain degree, allows you to customize your experience in terms of um, how much or how little you want to learn. Have you had an experience where a longtime player or a veteran player has played a golf ball in your stable for years? They go on to auto and it recommends something different for them. Have you had that experience yet? 
Um, I think in, in general, um, you know, auto is always going to recommend the most appropriate ball. But I think in general, what the, the situation that you're referencing is I think as players age, we see a lot of players move from the Torby X and XS into the RX and RXS. Um, yep. As swings change, as can, as equipment changes, you know, 80% of people that we see are in that under 105 category, that uh, the RX, the RXS series. And so I think there's, there's a lot to be said for the fact that, you know, maybe – or BXS, Tiger's Ball, maybe that got your attention at first, or maybe that's that got your first look at Bridgestone, and that's a great golf ball by all accounts, but maybe it's not the best golf ball for you, right? And so going to auto, going on BridgestoneGolf.com and through our online selection guide and finding your fit, I think are all ways to optimize your game. You know, you look at um, we got a handful of non-contract players on the PGA Tour, for example, that have that have all been in, uh, in a situation where they saw what Tiger can do with the XS and said, hey, I want to try this ball that Tiger plays, and like I said, there's a handful of them that have came to us and said, I want to try Tiger's ball, but now they've moved on to other models within the Bridgestorm portfolio, knowing that other models better suit them. So I think it's always important to, um, you know, obviously to identify a brand that you're comfortable with and you appreciate the uh, the quality and the performance of, but at the end of the day, you got to play something that fits your game. And so um, seven out of 10 golfers show improvement when switching golf balls and more likely than not, that's going to be your RX or RXS series. So in terms of accessibility to auto, how can people get involved with it? Can they go out to the website and learn more? What's the story there? Yeah, so, you know, you look at, uh, I think it's important to note as we sit here and talk that auto is is part of a portfolio of fitting options that Bridgestone offers. So mm-hmm. we pioneered fitting 15 years ago when it comes to the golf ball. And we have a traditional live fitting that exists in a very meaningful way. And so the live fitting event is the, the easiest way to understand it would be the Pepsi Coke challenge of golf, right? So you hit your current golf ball, we get data, and then you hit the Bridgestone ball against it. And so that's that's kind of the peak of the pinnacle, if you will. And um, auto kind of fits in the middle. And auto auto is auto is accessible. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, it's it's customizable in terms of the data set you get. You can get as much or as little as you want. And then at the most uh, entry-level point, we have our ball selection guide on our website, which is a series of questions that you answer about your game and it recommends the golf ball. There's also a, uh, another side to the uh, ball selector guide that if you've been through a recent fitting, say the club champion, a golf galaxy, a PGA superstar, something like that, you can enter your data from the driver, your launch conditions, and it can recommend a ball. So auto kind of sits in the middle, right? So it's it's not the fully immersive experience, but it's not the entry level experience. And so right now we got a handful of autos um, that are going to be deployed in the southeast to kind of get us started as we you know as we enter February here. Um, and then quite honestly, we're, we're still kind of studying and learning the market. There definitely is an expansion plan for auto um, and kind of when and where it's deployed is still to be determined at, to a certain degree. But we do have some national partners um, that we're looking um, looking to deploy autos at uh, kind of around the country. We got some up in Seattle. We got some in Michigan. We got some in California. And so there'll be uh, there'll be autos visible and out there. And um you know, quite quite frankly, as as momentum continues to grow, um, we'll build more units and we'll we'll service the market accordingly. So let's talk about the golf balls that Auto will place players into. You've got a whole new line this year. It's very exciting. You've got four new golf balls that we can at least in the Tour B line. Tell us a little bit about what's changed, what's remained the same. Uh, what details can you share with our audience right now? Yeah, you make a good point that Auto doesn't just recommend the top product; it recommends all product. Um, mm. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to jump into Tor B. That's our exciting new introduction here. But um, 
Let me leave, let me leave everyone with one final thought as it relates to Bridgestone fitting, and that is um, we're in the business of fitting you into a golf ball that, A, you're likely to have a good experience with, and B, is likely in the same price point that you're currently in. So mm-hmm. we're not in the business of recommending one golf ball for everyone. If, if you tell us you play a Serlin distance golf ball, Auto is going to recommend a Serlin distance golf ball. Our website's going to recommend a Serlin distance golf ball. Uh, if you tell us you play a high-performance tour ball, we're most likely to recommend a high-performance tour ball unless we see a benefit of moving you down into the Serlin category. But from a fitting standpoint, we try to we try to fit you into something that's comfortable where you're comfortable and where you've been. Um, and so with that, we'll move into the new Tour B. And so our our flagship product is is the Tour B series. It is a it is a high-performance uh, multi-layer tour ball uh, that's mm-hmm. played across all tours, uh, PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, and uh, Champions Tour. And so our big step through breakthrough technology for us this year was our reactive IQ cover. So we've been on a multi-year kind of crusade, if you will, of contact science. And so contact science is all about optimizing the moment of impact for the unique needs of each shot, right? So traditional golf ball construction, um, just going back just a couple of years, even for Bridgestone, traditional golf ball construction was we can make a ball that stops or we can make a ball that's long. And there's kind of a give and take, right? and so contact science is all about how do we optimize the moment of impact for the unique needs of each shot for each club. And so with the reactive IQ cover, what it does is it has a, a chemical change, a polymer change to the cover material that allows it to firm up and become faster when struck with a violent impact like a driver. And then on the flip side of that, it has more dwell time, or as Tiger says, more face time with an iron or a wedge. And that more face time allows the, lo- the, uh, the loft and the groove to fight in and impart more spin on the on the controlled short game shot. And so we're able to push the parameters of both distance and spin with reactive IQ. And this is a kind of a step change for material that we came out with a couple of years ago. And the big change for us is we have the traditional urethane cover and then we have some additives in it. And we've had a, a couple more years to study the material. And what that's allowed us to do is by having more time to study the material, we can better customize and optimize the ratio of impact modifier to urethane for the unique needs of each of the four models of Tor B that we have. So it really feeds into our fitting story, right? So we do ball fitting, obviously, to help consumers find their fit and, frankly, sell golf balls. But on the back end, what we're doing with ball fitting is we're taking all that data, and we're feeding it to R&D, and R&D is looking at ways, not within, not only within the Bridgestone portfolio, but within the general market, how can we better um, kind of refine the recipe of each of these balls to fit a wider range of players? And that's what we've done with Reactive IQ. So as you know, I've played your golf ball for a little while now and well, maybe not right now because I've got 10 inches of snow outside my window. Um, But, you know, as someone who's a fan of the brand, as someone who uh, enjoys what the golf ball does, you know, this is very exciting because you always want to get the newest, you know, ammo, for the lack of a better word, for your game. And thinking about the fact that this is the smarter tour ball, as you say, in your in your marketing and what people will see on their web on your website, BridgestoneGolf.com, you know, for those long term fans, people who are like, you know what, do I need to switch? I've been pretty good with this last one. What do you typically tell them? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we, we you know, we study our consumer. Uh, we study all consumers, especially our consumer. Um and so we put people through ball fitting events, right? And we, we hit them with post-ball fitting surveys. You know, what was your experience with the ball? Are you still using it? Have you recommended it to a friend? If you're not using it, why are you not using it, et cetera? And so as we study all that data, um, we really were solving for the players that left us, quite frankly. I mean, if you've been using the RX, you're going to continue to love the RX. There's new features at the RX that you're going to 
you're going to see and appreciate. Um, but if you gave Bridgestone a try a couple of years ago and maybe it wasn't for you, I think it's a time to take another look at us because we really tried to address areas where maybe there were perceived shortfalls. So in the RX, for example, the X, the Bryson plays, um, those two golf balls, they have better greenside control than previously. So we identified we were losing players because of sound slash feel. So we worked with some sound engineers and we had microphones out there and we were measuring frequency and hertz of sound to make sure the sound properties were correct for players. We we were looking at short game control and how do we how do we make that 15-yard shot, that 40-yard shot, how do we get that to spin a little bit better with, without negatively affecting distance off the tee? And so those are areas that we addressed in the distance balls and the RX and the X. And then you look at the RXS and the XS, the two control balls, the spin balls. And we really were trying to look at how do we flatten this golf ball off the driver? How do we make sure that this ball isn't overspinning on the driver and ballooning? How do we get it a little bit more boring trajectory? How do we pick up some distance here? And so we really kind of addressed, addressed um, some areas that had areas for improvement um, on, on all four of the models. And that's what's exciting to me is, you know, we, we had two years to work with amateurs after we came out with the reactive. Quite frankly, when we came out with the original reactive in 2020, Bryson and Tiger pushed us to bring a material to market that was maybe a little premature, if I'm being honest. Um, and so we've had two more years to refine kind of the appropriate blend for all four models. And that's what's been exciting to me is we bring amateurs out to our facility in Covington, Georgia, and kind of working with them throughout the process. And how do we really dial in the RX to be perfect? How do we get the RXS to be perfect, not only for the amateur, but also a spec that's comfortable for Fred to play it? And so it's been a fun process. You know, that's something I've never really even thought about, but the fact that when you were talking about how the ball might balloon for some and, and you want to bring that down, make it a little bit more boring ball flight. I mean, golf shafts, golf heads are changing as rapidly as golf balls. I mean, from the testing process, maybe at a high level, do you take all of that into account? I mean, I know that you can get a uh, shot trajectory to where you need it to be without changing anything about the ball. You can do everything with the equipment. So I can imagine it's like a big puzzle that you have to deal with. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, you know, the, from our point of view, the ball is the only, sorry, the ball is the only piece of equipment you're using in every shot. Right. So um, dialing in the ball, we think is of the uttermost importance. You know, when you look at when Tiger made his comeback in 2016, uh, when Bryson turned pro in 2015, we look at those guys when they, kind of, all right, I got a blank slate. How are we going to build the bag out? They all start with the ball because they know that the ball is the, the, the constant they're going to have to hit on every shot. To your question about um, equipment changes, I mean, ultimately, we're in the business of making sure we're giving a player the ball that best suits their current setup, right? So the ball is, in my opinion, the biggest factor because you are using it in all shots. Um, but, but definitely a change in driver, a change in shaft, a change in swing definitely warrants making sure you're using the ball and um, kind of a checkup, if you will, and going back and double checking that the ball you're currently playing still is working for your game. You know, on the flip side of that, I think if, you know, if you're going out to get a, a, a driver fitting, if you're going out to look at the, the hottest new product and you're paying a bunch of money to go get fit, I think it's important to encourage your fitter to, to fit you for that new club with the ball that you're comfortable with. Right. So, you don't want to spend all this money to go get fit for a new driver and just be hitting a range ball into a net. You want to make sure that you're playing and being fit for the uh, the driver with the ball that you play with. You know, that's a really good point. And listeners, especially newer golfers who have not gone through a fitting before, if you have the option available to you, definitely do what Elliot just said. I mean, bring 
golf bring a dozen of the golf balls that you normally play especially if you're indoors and you're hitting into a net for example like at a club champion or somewhere else or a simulator that's an extremely important point uh, because not all fitters do that actually so i just wanted to highlight that even further so elliot obviously we're learning a lot more about you know the new line uh it's interesting because uh, as part of what people will see when they learn about the new golf balls are the players on tour that play each of the balls. I think that's just a really smart way to kind of showcase the breadth that you guys have in terms of, Hey, it could fit so many different people. Uh, how's it been working with those pros? I'm talking Lexi, Tiger, Bryson, all them. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we, um, we've got Tiger, Bryson, obviously Fred, Lexi, Cooch, um, these players aren't just endorsed athletes. We don't just pay them to play our product. They're also part of the R&D project. And so I think that's an important distinction when you look at Bridgestone is, um, I mean, there's actually language <laughs> in these contracts that that stipulates the level of hands-on-ness uh, that these players will have in terms of dealing with uh, the design of the product. And that that language in those contracts isn't driven by Bridgestone, it's driven by the players and their, their desire to be part of the process. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got, You've got uh, Bryson calling us from tournaments on a Thursday right after the round and giving feedback on the golf ball. And I saw it do this. I wish it would do this, et cetera. And then we're kind of taking that thought and adding it to the next iteration or the next line of prototyping. So it's a constant evolution. Um, but to your point, I think I think an important distinction to make with Bridgestone is we, we design golf balls for people that pay for golf balls, first and foremost, right? So the listeners on the show is who our golf balls are designed for. Um, and at the same token, each of our golf balls does have uh, representation on a professional tour, which is kind of a nice little feather in our cap. So, so Bryson, obviously, he chases distance. There's, that's not a, um, there's no secret there. The whole world knows it. And in, in his chase for distance, ball speed is king. And so when chasing ball speed, we've really designed the Tour BX to be a, a distance monster at those higher swing speeds. Tiger's always been a control player. He always loves his short game control. Obviously, he wants to hit it long, but he wants... Tiger's a player that wants as much spin as we can give him, and he wants to dial it back accordingly. So you think about a player like Tiger, you know, he grew up playing a lot of ball, um, a ball that's kind of, we'll call it 1999 and prior. Um, it's a golf ball that was super high spin, not very durable, and didn't go very far, but it was super high spin from a short game standpoint. So Tiger's mindset has always been, give me as much spin as I can, and I'll dial it back as needed. So the excess that we designed with Tiger is all about short game control. It's all about being very high spin, very high control. You look at a player like Lexi, um, not necessarily statistically um, the longest player on the LPGA Tour, but I can tell you she absolutely is the longest player on the LPGA Tour. And what I mean by that is there's some holes on the LPGA that she that they're measuring long drive on. She can't hit driver the way the hole's set up because she'd hit it through the fairway. Mm. So statistically, she's not the longest on that tour, but um, athletically she is. Um, and one of the things we really were focusing with on her is how do we keep driver spin down? How do we keep the trajectory a little bit flatter? And how do we help with distance? And so she's playing the RX this year and she's bombing that ball further than she ever has. And then you flip over to uh, Fred Couples on this on the Champions Tour. And, you know, Fred, Freddie's smooth and cool. And uh, he's he's um, he's he's always boomed it a long way. He's he's kind of got that that nice compact swing and mashes it down the fairway. Uh, but he's also a field player at Harden. So we got him in the RXS, and uh, he's been playing it for, I think, three or four years now. And great control around the greens for Fred. And uh, just a little anecdote about Fred. He plays, he plays the yellow RXS. Uh, he, he, he loves the optics of it, the visibility of it. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of gives you a, a summary kind of high level of kind of our, our main four balls and the, the four players that support them. 
That's that's great. And you know, I I've always played the RX, as you know, and you know, it's one of those where I've always kind of teetered between the RX and the RXS. And I'm not smooth and cool like Freddie. I'm more, you know, hitchy and dorky is what I would say is mine. <laughs> and it's funny too to think about the the um the stipulations you write into these players' contracts. I have to think that Tiger's contract has something about Adam Rayburg being too much of a fanboy written in his. I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be in there. <laughs> he keeps sharing those pictures of him of, of, you know, fitting Tiger into the ball. It's, it's, you know, whatever. And I am only saying that cause he's not on the call. <laughs> no, they, they seem to be besties. That's for sure. Okay. Um, no, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> they're definitely on a first name basis. Um, you know, I, I, I would hate to know what would happen if Adam would shave the beard. I don't think Tiger would recognize him. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely on a first-name basis. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, that's Elliot Mello, Bridgestone Golf. Elliot, thanks so much for coming on. I'm glad we were able to connect. I'm glad everything's cool on your end as well. And it's a very exciting line. Everything that you guys have at Bridgestone is, not just the Tour B, as you pointed out. Uh, be sure to go out to BridgestoneGolf.com to learn a little bit more about all the great products that Bridgestone offers. Elliot, I hope we can connect again soon in the future. Absolutely. Great being on, man. Have a good season. 